It's longer time. Yay! Longer time. Poems, stories, and thoughts. By me, Paul Cree. Who else? Greetings, bonjour, what's happening? Welcome to Lager Time. Lager March continues, my friends. Indeed. I'm recording this one a bit early this week as I'm back and forth to London over the next few days. So trying to be a bit more organised with my time. Large up those of you that listen to the spin story from my good friend Christana Lee. Something a bit different. And it's inspired a few more ideas about us doing some stuff together again going forward. She's even sent me something on email. It was good fun recording it. Voicing something that I didn't write myself and putting it together. It set the template in a way for me doing these new, young, unprofessional ones. Writing and producing these stories is a lot of work. But I quite enjoy working through these things like a script working out how the best way to say things, especially when I haven't written it, so it's all fresh. I maybe recorded Spin about six weeks ago, and just from doing that, I've learned a bit more about how best to put these types of stories together. I'm still finding my feet with it. I don't really know of anything else that quite does what I'm doing, and perhaps there's just ignorance on my part. But what that does mean is that I'm learning as I go. As ever, these things are all a work in progress. There's no end goal. I'm just putting it out there. Otherwise, it just sits on my computer and I'm that geezer in the pub that's like, I've got this sick idea, yeah, I just need someone to... Nah. So there's been quite a bit of literal lager action these last few days. In fact, there's been a lot of action just in general. The three gigs I did in Maidstone on Thursday... Poetry on Papa Dom's on Friday and of course that currently not so mighty Millwall on Saturday but we won't talk about that. Large up my brother Nat for the beers though, that was fun. All of that wiped me out a bit mate, it's Monday and I'm cream crackered. Just want to say a quick shout out for two faces I saw at the Poetry on Papa Dom's gig on Friday, Lizzie and David Turner, two people I've not seen since before the pandemic which of course was in a different time. Had a really nice time with those two. They're both very good writers and artists in general and do lots of interesting things with sculpture, image, words and sound. I was a regular listener of their podcast, You Don't Know. Have a look at their website, www.youdontknow.co.uk. There's loads of cool things on there. And of course, importantly, David is a Millwall fan. But we won't talk about that. So that's kind of it for now. As ever, please consider subscribing. I'd like to grow this a bit because I had some gigs and managed to shift uh, one or two. I did a little stock count of my remaining copies of the Suburban book, which is currently 19. If I sell those, I've got no plans to get any more. I'm happy in that I've managed to shift a few hundred just on my own at gigs and through the website. I'm chuffed at that, but you ain't got long left. Well, that's if I don't, whatever. You can purchase it through my website, paulcree.co.uk slash shop. So this week is an episode 
three of young unprofessional where Reese goes for a few beers of his old schoolmate, Stuart Simons. Bees and taters, keep it longer than life. Paul. Young Unprofessional, episode three, the Alpine Down Dressing, written by me, Paul Cree. Must have been about 23, living up in London, rent weren't cheap, a shoebox room, no room to move, working in an office on Victoria Street. Pay packet minus off all my bills Left me with not a lot to spend on meals Compound that with my lack of care for the money thing Responsibility diet by numbers on the drink Pepsi Max living on a panda pop's wage Couldn't use my legs, unable to chase women Career prospects look bleak or better Was a self-loving mess full of worry and debt And this is meant to be the best years of my life Whoever said that bollocks sold me a lie But I was living life just trying to get by Slapped in the face of a custom pie Tripping over clown feet on my commute Ill-fitting shirt, trousers and black shoes Wondering what on earth I was a nerd for Full of inertia, working full of dark thoughts There must be something I can do In some way, somehow, be of some use I felt like a waste of space that just pollutes Using up the oxygen, processing boost If there's one thing that I like doing It was sitting on my bed writing bars Rarely anyone ever heard them I didn't know where to go or who to ask And so I just wrapped them again and again A pen to the mic, then mic to the pen I built up a collection behind a closed door The one thing that I could do with these thoughts And if it's something that's better than nothing Even if not one person heard The beat on my bed bro, I wrote and I rapped I enjoyed that, I felt a bit of worth I've met plumbers, cleaners, accountants, lawyers All going nuts at the expense of their employers Money doesn't matter much when you lack meaning And sitting at their jobs constantly daydreaming Wishing that they weren't there No community, friends or family And if they are, then they scatter around What's going to do my usual after a few beers? Roll off the train at Streatham Hill Straight into the kebab house over the road Stopped outside it And didn't just trudged home instead probably for the best even if that fizzy desire was calling me and that high-pitched voice conjuring images of mechanically reclaimed lamb on a swamped in garlic and chili sauce going to bed on a full belly with work the next day is a bad habit from my weed smoking days and midweek booze up days back in Newtown which I'm clearly still in just in London, still like a zoo as well, but we don't really know anyone up here that sells it. Wake up for work, tired and lethargic, compounding the tiredness and lethargy that's already there by default, as if it's inbuilt, like Alex Kidd on the Master System 2. Good game, that. Never completed it, though. Stuart Simons did. He completed most games. Dickhead. I'd get bored quickly and move on to the next one. I did complete Altered Beast on the Mega Drive though. 
uneasy setting. To be honest, I could pat myself on the back for resisting the kebab, but I weren't really that hungry. Had that strange combination of misery and anger coursing through me, which has this strange dulling effect on my physiology, like they cancel each other out or something, and I'm left there like a redundant lump of plasticine wedged behind the classroom cupboard. Blasted two packs broken wings on the iPod multiple times on the way home, a bit teary-eyed and a bit embarrassed by it all. I know, the hip-hop gods will smite me for that one. Fuck them. It's kind of a regular thing these days. Get a bit beard up, blast out some emotive music and turn on the waterworks. I don't even know why. Always on my own. Oh, I'd hate for someone to see me like this. How would I even explain it? Because I can't explain it. Life ain't that bad. It's normally a good reason for tears. Death in the family, dumped by your missus, England bowing out on penalties again. Mufasa dying in the Lion King in the stampede scene, but we'll keep that one quiet, yeah? I was pissed off as well, though. All the way home, I was imagining alternative scenarios of me putting that prick Stuart Simons in his place for mugging my whole life off for no reason. He definitely ain't getting his copy of Spider-Man back on the PS1 now. I've only had it for eight years, but it's technically mine under the three-year rule. Never completed it, though. We were only having a little catch-up. Our regular, regular Wednesday night beers, previously known as Thursday beers, but seemingly I got relegated to Wednesday as his social calendar is increasingly bulging like spider eggs about to burst in an explosion of smug little arachnids riding fixie bikes, holding folded up copies of The Guardian and clutching expensive cups of Ponzi coffee all over my face. He caught me off guard, like a keeper way too far off his line just as a counter-attack breaks and he's scrambling to get back to his goal whilst five attackers are coming at him quick time and he's trying to cover all the angles because in this scenario there's multiple ways to get the ball in the net. Initially, I thought Stu was attempting the piss-taking lob or the slick pass and move or rounding the keeper and back-heeling it in. But in hindsight, he kept it simple, took the opportunity and just drilled it home. The consummate professional low-key celebration afterwards. I'll give him that. Still a smug prick though. We'd arranged to meet in the old crown, just off Tottenham Court Road, which I know from going to the end for Ram Records and those Rinse of M nights. Stuart never came to those. It was fairly central for both of us, me coming from Victoria and him from Farringdon. It's also a Sam Smith pub, so he's enjoying that fairly priced Alpine lager. A little gem in the centre of London, pay for two pints of a tenner and you still get change. He rolled up on a bike, one of them expensive fold-away ones, helmet, fluorescent waistcoat, even had the trouser clips. So he only had one pint, compared to my five. Had the extra one after he left, probably didn't need to do that. I don't even know how it started. I was telling him that Gary had another kid on the way, but he'd fallen out with the girl, I forget her name, and now she's cut off contact with him and apparently she's going to refuse to put his name on the birth certificate. He's pretty cut up about it. That on top of the fact he only gets to see his other kid once a month. Stuart rolled his eyes at this. 
I took offence to it. What are you rolling your eyes for, Stu? What you think is funny or something? Oh, come on, Reese. We could all see that one a mile off. What are you talking about, mate? So, Gary's our age, and he's already got two estranged kids. Has he been to jail yet? Has he even got a job? Wasn't he working in that call centre that you worked in? Nah, he got sacked from that time ago. <laughs> time ago. And why are you repeating what I'm saying? Listen, I stopped talking to that guy years back. He was alright at school. Always a bit nuts, fighting and whatnot. But when he started glassing people outside bars, I steered well clear of him. He's a psycho. He never glassed anyone. What are you chatting about? Yeah, he did. That time outside the purple rooms, what's his face? That arsehole that was always robbing people on the bus. He robbed us that one time. Oh, Leon. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He deserved it though, he was a cunt. Whatever, mate. Look, the only reason I've got a vague notion of what he's up to is because you're always going on about him and everyone else back in shit town. Didn't you leave there, Reese? How's Del? I suppose he's got a few kids now, has he? Yeah, he's got a kid, a daughter, and he's really happy as it goes. What, selling toilet rolls and putting stupid body kits on his cars? Yeah, he still does that, and he's really happy. Him and Ellen have just got a place. He loves being a dad. We barely see him now. And what's wrong with his job? What, selling toilet rolls for a living, and then bragging every week about your minimal sales commission in the swan? Oh what, just because he doesn't sit on multicoloured beanbags making classist ironic adverts or whatever the fuck it is you do. Do you remember where you're from? Yeah, I do thank you, Reese. And I'm so happy that I left. I used to dread coming back every turn from uni. Don't lie, you were always begging us to go to that cheesy 80s night at Purple's room and do wacky shots of whatever nasty drink you crazy students drank. Oh, well, it was better than sitting in the swan, wasn't it? Nothing wrong with a swan, mate. Your trendy posh mates wouldn't have the bollocks to drink in there. They'd get found out sharpish. They just wouldn't drink in there, Reese. Look, we go through the same ritual every time we meet. You complain about your job. You complain about Newtown. You complain about expensive coffee chains. The Guardian, the Telegraph, the government. You're one step away from quoting those badly written conspiracy websites that Ricky was always reading. Chemtrails or whatever. It's always someone else's fault with you. Have you ever noticed that? To be honest, it's boring, Reese. Same thing every time. You left Newtown and yet you still go on about it. Have you tried getting a girlfriend? Or going on some dates? Or are you still obsessed with Chloe? Oof. Felt like I'd just taken multiple Ricky Hatton body shots. Didn't even know where to start after that tirade. Chloe, I guess. That one probably hurt the most. Chloe? No. I don't think about her anymore. Well, occasionally. Why did you bring her up for? And going on dates? What is this, some American sitcom? Who does that? It's London, Reese. Everyone does it. Except you, of course. Have you tried looking at that Gumtree website? I've got a few friends that did a write on there. One's now in a long-term relationship. You should give it a go. You never know. The internet. Isn't that how nonces meet people? what they call it? Grooming. Okay. Do what you like, Reese. 
I've got to go home now for this dinner event. Listen, if you're around next weekend, it's my housemate Tim's birthday. We're having some drinks in Hackney. Come along, I'll introduce you to some people. Just don't talk about fucking Newtown. Remember you left there, Reese. And if you see Gary, Ricky, Del, wish them all, you know, well. I'll probably see them at Christmas or something. And off he went into the night on his fixie bike back to his melty East London house shirt. They were having a pancake night or something in his house. Sounded shit. Why'd he have to bring Chloe up? I hadn't thought about her in almost two days. That's got to be a record. And now I've got to put broken wings on and think about her all over again. And why you have to cut me up like that? Who does he think he is? Smug prick, thinking he's better than me with his fairly well-paid career, his well-balanced work-life seesaw, his weekend trips away, triathlons and girlfriends, and now dinner parties. Jesus. He was more of a geek than I was back in the day. I had more weight than he did, and that's saying something. How does he get the chicks now? Surely they must see he's a smug little melt who rides a fixie bike. Sat there for a good while afterwards, nursing that last pint. We'd met pretty early, so luckily it weren't too late when I got home. That alpine lager must be like water because I barely noticed it. Normally five pints is enough to send me to the moon. Maybe the misery overrode the drunkenness. It just felt numb. When I got back to the flat, Tanya must have noticed that my eyes were red. She asked me if I was alright. I said I was fine. I fired up the laptop. Thought I'd at least have a look at this Gumtree website, even if it is full of nonsense. Or worse, pricks like Stuart trying to arrange dinner parties. I wonder if he'd ever tried to pull a wheelie on that fixie bike. That was his only hope left against his descent into the dark nothingness of a whimsical middle-class existence. But then this horrible little nagging voice came into my head that maybe somewhere in that tirade, that maybe, just maybe, he had a point. Tanya came in the room just as she was going to bed. Hey. Just keen to see that you're all right, Reese. Yeah, I told you, Tanya. I'm fine. All right. What are you looking at on your computer? Not a bit of the old porno, is it, Reese? It's all right. I won't tell your parents. What? No, it's nothing. It's just a website. I'm selling some old PlayStation games. Okay, mate. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Must have been about 23 Living up in London Rent weren't cheap A shoebox room No room to move I Working in an office on Victoria Street Pay packet minus off all my bills Left me with not a lot to spend on meals 
compound that with my lack of care for the money thing Responsibility diet, my numbers on the drink Pepsi Max living on a Panda Pops wage I Couldn't use my legs, unable to chase women Career prospects look bleak or better Was a self-loving mess full of worry and debt And this is meant to be the best years of my life Whoever said that bollocks sold me a lie Thought I was living life just trying to get by Slapped in the face of a custom pie Tripping over clown feet on my commute Ill-fitting shirt, trousers and black shoes I'm wondering what on earth I was a nerf for Full of inertia, working full of dark thoughts There must be something I can do In some way, somehow, be of some use I felt like a waste of space that just pollutes Using up the oxygen processing boost But if there's one thing that I like doing It was sitting on my bed writing bars Rarely anyone ever heard them I didn't know where to go or who to ask And so I just rapped them again and again And pen to the mic, then mic to the pen And brought up a collection behind a closed door The one thing that I could do with these thoughts And if it's something that's better than nothing Even if no one person heard The beat on my bed bro, I wrote and I rapped I enjoyed that, I felt a bit of worth I've met plumbers, cleaners, accountants, lawyers All going nuts at the expense of their employers Money doesn't matter much when you lack meaning And sitting at their jobs constantly daydreaming Wishing that they weren't there No community, friends or family And if they are then they scatter around And trying to chase pounds on the paper round But when they hit the ground They look around and realise the carousel ride is taking them nowhere So now what? Some turn to God, some read a lot and Some start volunteering in the local spot Some pick up a paintbrush And some start lacing up the boxing gloves Whatever it is, do it for the love Cause clearly without it, there ain't enough And if there ain't enough, then life's tough And life's tough enough to liven up A little bit smooth just to even out the rougher in the least Something to take your mind off of that stuff If it was one thing that I like doing it was sitting on my bed writing bars Rarely anyone ever heard them I didn't know where to go or who to ask I saw I just wrapped them again and again And pen to the mic, then mic to the pen I built up a collection behind a closed door The one thing that I could do with these thoughts And if it's something that's better than nothing Even if no one person heard The beat on my bed bro, I wrote and I rapped I enjoyed that, I felt a bit of worth but if there's one thing that I like doing You'll be sitting on my bed writing bars And rarely anyone ever heard them I didn't know where to go or who to ask uh, So I just wrapped them again and again And pen to the mic then mic to the pen And brought up a collection behind a closed door The one thing that I could do with these thoughts And if it's something that's better than nothing Even if not one person heard the beat on my bed, bro, bro, and I rap to I enjoy that. I felt a bit of worth.